Hello everyone, welcome back to American Billiard Radio. Today is Thursday, August 9th, and we've got one short interview for the show today. I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be away from a computer next week, and then the following week I will be at Turning Stone. So originally I had intended to speak with Thomas Overbeck and then speak with Mitch Ellerman, who's one of the players up for Moscone Cup. That was going to be the show for this week. Then the BCA announced the Hall of Fame members, Kim Davenport and Gerda Hofstetter. So I had the opportunity to do a quick interview with Gerda, and that is what you're going to have this week. Next week, I'll have the interview with Mitch Ellerman, and then the week after that, I will have the interview with Thomas Overbeck. But again, being away from my computer, I'm going to record those shows early and then just put them online. Before we get to the interview with Goethe, we do have a little bit of news this week. The Veldhaven, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, Open in the Netherlands was won by Mario He and Jasmine Ushan. That's a Euro Tour event. And again, like I said, I'll be speaking to Thomas Overbeck. He's the press agent for uh, the EPBF who runs the Euro Tour. That interview will be online in two weeks. And as I said, uh, Gerda Hofstetter, Kim Davenport. Gerda was inducted into the Hall of Fame under the Greatest Players category, and Kim Davenport was elected as a veteran player. Gerda received the most number of votes on the ballot this year, with Nils Fyen and Corey Duell behind her, uh, 36% of the ballots. Shannon Dalton, Jeremy Jones, Stefano Palinga, Vivian Villarreal, and Charlie Williams on less than 25% of the ballots. So Gerda and Kim will go in at Pat Fleming's U.S. International Open in October. News that came out just today, the Atlantic Challenge Cup has a team captain. This is going to be an interesting one. Allison Fisher has been named as the 2018 team captain with Mark Wilson and Earl Munson as her co-captains. Now, the reason I think this will be interesting is Allison is a very loved pool player, especially here in the States. Uh, You're not going to see many people come out and say anything negative about her, but she's a European captain on an American team which is something that a lot of the people online have really complained about with Moscone Cup. So we're going to find out, is it truly that these people have a problem with an American team being captained by a European, or is it something else? My guess, it's something else. I don't think anybody's going to come out and say anything negative about Allison being the captain, and there shouldn't be anything negative about her being the captain. To be honest, there shouldn't be anything negative about Johan being the captain for Team USA, but there is. And and along those lines, Johan and Jeremy Jones announced their final eight players who will go to Russia together, and then I believe the final five will be determined after that. The final eight are, surprise, Shane Van Boning is one of them. Uh, The press release, well, the story that Matchroom put out basically said that there was misunderstanding between Johan and Shane. They sat down, they worked those things out. Shane was at the boot camp in Vegas. Everything went well. They sound like they're on the same page. So Shane is in the final eight. And honestly, he's got to be in the final five. Joining Shane in the final eight were Billy Thorpe, Skylar Woodward, Oscar Dominguez, Dennis Hatch, 
Tyler Steyer, Mitch Ellerman, who will be on the show next week, and Shane McMinn. I'm not supposed to have favorites, but I'm really cheering for Mitch Ellerman. Having watched him grow up here in Arizona on the pool table, I think he's a great player. He doesn't seem to to fall into the traps that a lot of other uh, top players have fallen into. It's a good final eight. Uh, Interestingly enough, Justin Bergman was not in the final eight, and the story is that Justin did not show up for one of the boot camps, and that was pretty much a necessity if you were going to be thought of as a member of the team. Corey Duell also did not make it. No idea why. Uh, You know, Corey has posted on Facebook his unhappiness with the whole thing. And really, everybody has posted on Facebook with their opinions on this one. You know, the number of people who have posted the usual Team USA has no chance without fill in the blank on the team... If I had a dime for every post like that, I'd be rich. I don't think that people understand, or maybe they just don't want to, that Team Europe is is made up of monsters. And you can't go in with a guy who won a regional tour stop and is your good friend. They don't they don't give wins for being a nice guy. And, you know, if that were the case, we'd have five Tony Robleses or five Tommy Kennedys on the team. You know, they're... They're great guys, and I'm not saying that either one of them are are part of this my favorite player needs to be a member thing, but it, it's interesting how people who have never played don't know these players at all, but they have a favorite player. So if my favorite player is not a member of the team, there's no way they can win, which is absurd. I was a little, you know, honestly, I was a little taken aback when one of the final eight players spoke up on Facebook and said, well, you know, it's all the all the people on AZ Billiards who don't know what they're talking about. I got news for you. There's people who don't know what they're talking about on a lot of places more than just AZ Billiards. Yeah, I'll admit there's a few of them there. But, you know, when in that thread on Facebook... It's followed by message after message from people saying the exact same things that this player was arguing about. Yeah, it bothered me a little bit. But, you know, people are going to say what they're going to say. It happens. Either way, here is the interview with Gerda Hofstetter. Uh, It's a short one this time, but uh, Gerda talked about her career in pool and, and actually talked about being surprised that she made it into the Hall of Fame, which... Uh, maybe she was the only one who was surprised. I mean, obviously, if you if you looked at the number of people who voted for her, it wasn't really a surprise on the ballots. But here you go. This is my interview with Gerda Hofstetter. And I'm very proud to be joined now by the G-Force, Gerda Hofstetter Gregerson. Actually, I, I did that wrong. It should be BCA Hall of Fame member Gerda Hofstetter Gregerson. Does that have a nice ring to it? Oh, it sounds unbelievable. Yeah, it sounds extremely nice, and I still can't believe it. I'm so humbled, honored, and happy about it. Well, this is not the only Hall of Fame you've been inducted to this year, is it? <laughs> yeah, I was in January. I was inducted into the WPBA Hall of Fame, which was really, really great. And uh, they invited me up to Michigan to present me with the Hall of Fame trophy. And so I took the trip there and... It started a little coming out of retirement comeback, which was really fun. And, you know, looking at the results from that tournament, it looks like you did real well. How was it just like, I mean, they say it's just like riding a bike once you've, you know, you get back into the well, game. Well, 
Yeah, some things are, but I think what what made me do so well was that I had absolutely zero expectations. I was just going there to have fun. I figured if I go there to accept the Hall of Fame trophy, I might as well enter the tournament already being there. And I played with absolutely no expectations and zero pressure, and I had turned out really well. I, I had to start on Wednesday in stage one, and got a couple of easier matches and then on Thursday got tough and I won those and then on Friday and stage three the good players came in but they were cold and I was already warmed up and it worked out really well I ended up taking fifth place and was very happy about it and then you came back and played in New Iberia yeah I played in Louisiana Allison talked me into doing a road trip with her and we drove down there my cold times, and I did pretty well again. I finished seventh. So, so far, two tournaments without practice, finishing both of them in the top 10. So it made me really happy. And uh, I actually caught a little bug again. I'm, I'm thinking maybe I can still do this. And I'm playing one more event this year in September in uh, Michigan. So, no, sorry, sorry, in Wisconsin, I think it is. You're not going to play uh, Vivian's event in Atlantic City? I haven't decided yet. Probably not. It's uh, I, I'm still undecided about it. I definitely played the one in September. Let me see how that goes. I am a full-time mother now, and taking time away from the kids is tough. So I'll just have to see how it goes. I'm leaving that one open for now. <laughs> You mentioned that you had played the first event with no practice. Do you not hit right. balls at all anymore? I, I hit some balls here and there because my husband makes me play a set with him here and there, but I, I don't practice anymore. I just, you know, I play for fun maybe once a week. But since January and since uh, the Louisiana tournament, I've probably played, I don't know, maybe three times a week. And I'm really having fun. I feel like I'm playing better now than I did in the last 15 years. Just, you know, getting back to the roots. Or, you know, I play just because I love the game and I don't think too much and I just enjoy it and I free stroke and things seem to still be there. So who knows what could happen. <laughs> when you weren't playing, were you still staying in touch with players and following what was happening with the game? Not really, really only Allison and Ava, who are close friends of mine. But um, I watched some pool on TV because my husband loves studying the game, but we watched mostly men's tournaments, and I've always enjoyed that. But uh, I didn't really know too much about the scene and what was going on, just from what Allison and Ava told me. You mentioned you had two kids. How old are they? Yeah, I have uh, Sophie, who is seven, and Madison, who will be six next month. So they're back-to-back, first and second grade coming up, and they're just the joy of my life. (laughs) Do they have any idea the life that you used to live and and just how well you played Uh, the game? I I don't think they do. I mean, they know that I used to be a world champion, and they think that's kind of fun. Uh, But uh, I don't think they really know what it means. They know Allison very well, and they see her on TV, and they get a kick out of that. But I think they're a little too young to understand that I used to be a, you know, traveling athlete, never home. So, You know, it seems like people in the industry, 
even when they get away from the game for a short period of time, they're always pulled back in. But that didn't seem to be the case with you. Now, maybe that is the case, you know, looking at at you playing in tournaments this year. But was that always the plan? Were you, I mean, was the plan that you would play for a time and then have a real life? No. I, that's so funny calling it a real life. Yeah, I guess I didn't know what I was missing. My plan was to play pool for as long, you know, as it uh, has uh, a return and of investment. I, I always made a living playing pool and I didn't know why I would ever change that because I was, had fun doing it. But uh, not having a family, I didn't know what I was missing. And, and once I got that opportunity kind of late in my life, I had Sophie when I was 40. And uh, I now know that, you know, that's what really matters. And I, I really did not miss the game at all. I was so happy that I was able to stay home and, and raise those two little girls. And I, I really couldn't be happier about that. And now it's just the way the ball started rolling this year that I was pulled back in by with the Hall of Fame nom- nomination. Maybe that's what's meant to be. Both girls are in school now, uh, in elementary school. And, you know, I have a few hours every day. So who knows, maybe, I don't know, if I, if I do well in this next event too, maybe I'll start devoting some time again and practice a little. My husband's very supportive. He would let me travel and go play in a few events every year, and that would not be a problem. So I really don't know what will happen. I'll leave it all open to all the cards as they may. <laughs> so what uh, what does it mean to you to be a BCA Hall of Fame member. Gosh, I can't even express it's it's such a humbling experience because I've always looked up to the members of the Hall of Fame and, and thought that's really an incredible achievement. And I honestly never expected that I would ever be a member of that. I really didn't. I, I knew I know I have accomplished some titles and, and have done some really great things, but I never had the confidence to think that I'm one of the world's greatest. So I always thought that, you know, I should have done more if I hadn't had a weak mental game. Maybe I could have achieved more. And so I didn't think I was deserving. But now really? I'm voted in anyway. And I'm, yeah, I know. I know that's a, I know it's a surprising, but I don't know how to explain it. I just never had the confidence that it would take to be hugely successful so i'm surprised i did as well as i did with with my attitude (laughs) and my lack of (laughs) self-belief quite frankly but it worked out well anyway winning titles isn't everything and i I look back now and think i had a really really successful career after all even though i didn't do as well as i thought i should have i know i've left an impact and i know i've uh made people happy and I've given back, you know, I've taught a lot of people and made a lot of friends in the pool world. And just overall, I don't know, the pool has given me so much. And I thought, I don't know, I just think it's, I, I had a, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought now. I have to interrupt there, I guess. Um, when you look back on your career, are there... Are there titles that mean more to you? Do you think there's still work left to be done? Are there still titles you'd like to win? Uh, One title that I always wanted to win and I never did was the U.S. Open. I don't know if they still have this event now. Uh, 
since there's not that many tournaments going on in the United States, I don't know if there still is a U.S. Open or if there ever will be. But for some reason, that was always a title that attracted then its name attracted me, and I wanted to win it, and I never did. <laughs> so, um, but I, I never had uh, aspirations of winning certain certain titles. I just always wanted to play well and then see what happens. And what got you started playing pool in the beginning? That was my sister. We, I come from a very small town in in Austria called Althofen. And one of my older sisters, she and her boyfriend were members of a founding members of a little pool club. And they rented a room and bought one table. And there were 12 founding members. And, and they had this one table and they started entering leagues. And the first time I went to watch my sister compete, I fell in love with the game and wanted to play too. But it, it didn't start as easily as that because my dad in the beginning really wasn't against it because the pool scene was in, in inns, in pubs, in restaurants. And he, did, he didn't think that was a good scene for a teenager. So he kind of steered me away. But I found a way to sneak there anyway and, and start <laughs> playing. <laughs> and I, I did really well from the beginning and it turned out that my dad turned into my biggest fan and it, I later found out that I had all the talent from him because he was quite amazing he could make a spot shot like 15 times in a row <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know that he played before this happened? no he, he, he didn't play until after I moved away I think he was kind of sad that I, when I was 19 I left Austria and I moved to Sweden to um to pursue pool and i think he was sad that i left and to have some sort of connection he started playing too and it turns out he was really good at it boy i'm thinking there's a movie there to be written ah that's funny yeah <laughs> it's a funny story he was always a good athlete but nobody in my family played pool until my older sister ingrid started and she drew me into it so you moved to Sweden. How do you go from Sweden to playing in America and really on the world stage? Yeah, well, I moved to Sweden because uh, I fell in love with a guy called Jürgen Sandman. And uh, he was involved in the pool scene early on in Europe. And he was an official and a great player. And I moved there and I started practicing with him and I did well. At that time already in Europe, I think I won a European championship in 88 or 89. And he was a youth friend with Ava, Mattia Lawrence. And he asked her if I could come to the United States just to play a couple of tournaments, if she would host me. And she graciously, without knowing me, said, of course. And I came over and Austria paid, the Austrian Federation paid for me to come over. They raised a few thousand dollars to pay for my trip. And Ava put me up at her residence in Michigan, and we traveled to tournaments together. And the very first tournament I entered in 19, January of 1993, I ended up winning as a complete outsider. And that really just kicked it all off. It was, it was amazing. I never, you know, expected it. And so the ball started rolling. It was like a domino effect. And I fell in love with it being over here and never looked back. So... You were a player really when the WPBA seemed to be in its heyday. Uh, you know, all kinds of television coverage, um, 
God, six, eight tournaments a year. Right. I was extremely lucky that that first event that I played out in San Francisco, I think that was the first event of the classic tour. They had just broken away from the men. Women decided to start a tour on their own. And this tournament in January of 1993 was the kickoff of the classic tour. And I ended up winning it. And, you know, the WPBA never looked back. It was a great decision to break away from the men. And, and they had a wonderful, wonderful ride with good sponsorship and good TV coverage. And I was so lucky to ride that wave. So the timing of my career really could not have been better. You won your first title in 93. Um, I'm looking at tournament results and you won a title in 2010. Was that the last title you won? Yes, that was the last one. And that was after a 10-year break. I won in 2000 and then didn't win for 10 years. I was always in the top but never won another title until 2010, which was really weird. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but all those years from 93 till 2010, I think 2012, even until I quit, I was always in the top 10. So overall, it was a really successful career when I look back. Well, hopefully we've, it's not, hopefully it hasn't ended. Well, we, I, you know that I, I, I thought it did, but now since I'm being forced to come back out, <laughs> who knows? I mean, I'm still young. My husband keeps telling me that, you know, he keeps, he's a huge Efren Reyes fan. And he says, did you know that Efren won more titles after your age <laughs> than he did before? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 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 that's Efren, you know. So anyway, he's he's trying to get me back into it because he really loves the game. And he's one of my, maybe probably the biggest fan. So he's trying to encourage me to get back out there. But uh, I had so many heartbreaks besides so many uh you know high points you i mean you play pool yourself you know how it can rip your heart out <laughs> and I, I i had many of those experiences and i swore to myself i'm not gonna put myself in those situations again and you know the game has gotten so much harder uh, since i left i mean there's so many great players now so many international young talents so i don't know if I should put myself out there again, <laughs> or if I should just leave it, you know, at a high point, who knows? I realize that you haven't had much time since being notified of the induction, but have you put any thought yet towards who will induct you? Yes, I've asked Ava to do it. Oh, okay. So I hope that works out. She was supposed to induct me into the WPBA Hall of Fame in January, but then, uh, Mother Nature didn't cooperate. She could not get a flight out of Myrtle Beach to make it up to Wisconsin. And she tried everything but couldn't get there. And then very last minute, I sprung it up on Allison. I think she got in at 11 p.m. And I asked, I told her, Ava can't make it. Can you please, please, you know, do the speech to induct me tomorrow? And she's like, you know, I put on this button. And she did it. And she did a fantastic job. So. And I hope that she will be there too. And maybe she'll get a chance to say a couple of words also. Who knows? But I know Ava is the one that gave me the start here in the United States. Without her, I wouldn't have accomplished any of it because I wouldn't even be here. So I think it would be extremely fitting if she could do it. 
You mentioned Allison as someone that you've stayed in communication with. It seemed at the time that there was kind of a rivalry there between you and Allison. Was that the case? Oh, on the table, of course. Yeah, huge rivalry. Um, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that, um, I don't know how many top players, probably all of them, you know, sometimes dream about what their career would have been like if it wasn't for Allison. <laughs> she kind of threw a wrench into everybody's career because she just completely overtook it. And, you know, it was just, it was like before Allison and after Allison. I mean, she, she just totally changed the game and, and raised the lever to a new height. And it was great, but it was also heartbreaking, you know, for people who thought they could play really well. And then she comes along and establishes a completely new order and everybody starts questioning their technique and, and fools around with trying to play like her. And it was just incredible. It was an amazing, amazing thing, you know, what she did. And, and I was in the midst of it. I had a really close view of everything, you know, front and backstage. So, I mean, she was incredible for the game. But we were extremely close friends for, uh, I guess, over 25 years now. And uh, but also on the table, always huge rivals. But she obviously got the better of the rivalry, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm a fan and I learned a lot from her. So she's very, very well disturbed, very deserving of everything she achieved. When, when the Hall of Fame induction takes place, it'll take place at the U.S. Open Nine Ball Championship. Have you thought about playing in that? Uh I'm not. I because it's a. It's now. I was told it's called the U.S. International Championship because the U.S. was U.S. Open was right. fought by Barry Hearn. Right. So it's my now mistake. A but Fleming event. And I right. looked into it. I toyed with the idea, but unfortunately, it's played over a whole week, and there's no way I can do that. So that's not going to happen for me. Okay. So your next event is Michigan. My next event, uh, is it? Yeah, I think it's in September. It's at the Ho-Chunk Casino. It's a WBBA event okay. in the middle of September. I'm definitely playing in that. I'm already booked up. Okay. Well, Gerda, I want to I want to again offer you congratulations on the Hall of Fame. I, You seem to, to sound like you were surprised, but I don't think any of us were surprised. I really was surprised. I, I, Eva told me a couple years ago that I was on the ballad. And that surprised me. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. That's, that's a huge honor. But I honestly thought that I would have to come out of retirement and win a few more titles. And then maybe when I'm dead, maybe they'll induct me. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fact that it happened now, even before I'm 50, is extremely cool and humbling. humbling and, and, and I'm very honored and extremely happy about it. So I think it's a really cool thing. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the induction at the U.S. International Open. And I will let you get back to practicing and getting ready for Michigan and raising two kids. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks, Gerda. See you soon. My pleasure. Bye-bye. All right. That was Gerda. It's great to see her playing again and hopefully... She's not just back this year because of the Hall of Fame, the WPPA Hall of Fame and the BCA Hall of Fame. It would be great to see her competing on that stage again. It, obviously, she still has the talent, and it's just, I would imagine, it's just a matter of whether she has the drive. So 
Looking forward to seeing her inducted. That's all I have for this week. Again, next week you will have Mitch Ellerman. We'll talk about his place in the final eight for Moscone Cup. And then the week after that, we will have Thomas Overbeck talking about the EPBF and the Euro Tour and the European Championships. Until then, I want to thank everybody for listening. And Dave, we're thinking about you. Thank you.